Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And we know we celebrate our victories. We stick together in defeat. We're proud of our history. The West Ham United, more than just a podcast. More than just a podcast. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning. This is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season 11. It is episode 9. It's international week, which means the booches are nowhere to be seen. They wouldn't be seen dead on this podcast, but like old troopers, we're back. And we probably have something to say, even though there's probably nothing to say. We're finding something to say. Back, uh... Because he's always here every week. It's the swearing Canning Town Lynn. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Where are you? What are you doing then? Good evening. I am in my studio finishing off a bit of film editing and doing a podcast for you at the same time. And life is good. Okay, good, good, good. And obviously, well, he never really went away. It's uh, the Shed Man, a.k.a. Nigel Khan, where are you? What are you doing? I'm in my shed. Shedman. I'm in charge of jingles again, so I should work this Well, no football, international week. Uh, I can't... But we're not going to talk about Andorra. Uh, Declan Rice didn't play anyway. We're not going to talk about the internationals. Um, Soufal had a little break. Uh, got a little groin problem, but he should be back. Uh, Antonio didn't play for Jamaica. Looks like he's retired from international football. Oh, you probably do want to say something about Fabianski. Very emotional on his last bit. And he looked very emotional at the end. So fair play to him. Uh, but I, I don't. I just can't get into this in international malarkey anyway. Did you, boys, or not? Did you watch any of it? Um, no, I didn't watch it. Yes, I did. Which one I, did you I watch, watched, or um, any of them? I didn't. Didn't watch England and Andorra. I couldn't I watched, even tell you the score. 
yes, we won five nil. I watched up till we went three nil up, and then I'd seen enough. Um, it weren't too bad, to be honest. Again, I, I get people. I, you know, the, the thing about international football is, I don't think it's international football. It's the way it constantly breaks up the first three months of the Premier League. When you look at what Arsene Wenger was was saying, if you ignore the every two year bit of the World Cup, which for me is like a no no, but if you look at um, what he was saying about playing all the qualifying in one month, there's a lot to it actually. That um, if it, what they could do is have all the internationals at the beginning of the season, so say August, don't have any league football. Just play international football. Do all your qualifying then. And then get that over and done with in a month. For whatever tournament it is that will be in the following summer. Then they can have a couple of friendlies during the year. Um, in the new year. And so it don't break up. You know, we play three games in August. Three games in September, I think. Three games October. Three games in November. League games, this is. Not cup games. And, and then you go into December and you're playing, I think, seven games in December. It's like a, you, you're sort of pushing the players a bit too much there. But the, if you take Fabianski and look at what international football meant to him, it, I think in England we're a bit snotty about it. Um, perhaps because it now seems a bit too easy for England to qualify for tournaments. So we find it a bit boring. Um, so um, I think that's the problem. I think if we were struggling to qualify, if we were playing against better quality of teams in qualifying, I think it would be different. So perhaps they need to look at it. But yeah, I think that's the problem with international football. Good. And the way the English look at it. Good. Now... I've collated some news from the week before we move to things. So, um, I, um, Len's favourite subject, pie. Um, Nasib was back on the uh, Athletic. Mm. Um, oh yeah, Athletic podcast. He's back. talking bollocks, <laughs> saying you know he's got Who? proof and everything. But he Who's also is now been linked to buying Derby, so he's a lifelong Derby fan. Look, I'm not going to give it too much airtime. Um, I think he just wants publicity and I've, I've probably I haven't I should have not even said the word when I wrote an article about it I didn't even use the three letter acronym because uh, I didn't want to give him any more publicity so maybe um, we move on from that um, have you heard well let's talk about Newcastle oh, hold up you, what you've not said was quickly was the thing is is that the way he said our bid's not come off the table which yeah, but then he moved. The the, then last. there's a report the next day, or, or he talks the same thing. Yeah. He might go for Derby. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, five hundred million for West Ham, fifty million for Derby, probably less. And, you know, at, at the end of the and day. And the reason I bring this up is That's I was going to bring up Newcastle. So Newcastle sold for three hundred. Five million, and of course, all the do-gooders have come out going, "Oh, this is awful!" You know, Saudi Arabia buying it. Why didn't they buy West Ham? <laughs> well, most people are going human rights and everything. But let me just tell you about the public investment fund. 
for those people do good as a going, oh, it's awful, you know, shouldn't allow it. The public investment. Is that fund, what I am then? A do gooder then? Yeah, yeah. Um, worth oh, three hundred and seventy-five billion pounds, right? Also, are one of the largest investors of Disney. So you've got to watch, stop watching Disney films. Of Facebook, so you've got to stop using Facebook, Nigel. And Uber, so you've got to stop using Uber. And they're just three of the examples. They have one role. Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund. They know that all their money comes from oil. Oil will run out one day. So they're investing in and diversifying in buying other things, right? Uber, Facebook, Disney are three of those shares that they've got significant holdings in. And now they've bought Newcastle. Now, what I will say is 300, 305 million is not a lot of money. I don't think they've bought Newcastle to spend billions on it. I warn you now, Newcastle fans, if you happen to listen to this podcast, they are not going to make you Premier League champions. They want to keep you in the Premier League, but they're not going to spend billions. They're not going to get you in the top four. I, I will tell you now. And and I, I think it's not a vanity. Unlike Abramovich or Man City, this is not a vanity project. Is uh, that West Bromovich? Abramovich, Roman. Um, this is not a vanity project. I think it's a business investment. And it's probably not a bad price. When you look at Forbes, and, and I, some people say, well, how come West Ham are worth more? Well, I'll tell you what, Forbes valued in 2019, before the pandemic, Forbes valued um, Newcastle at 290 six million pounds at the same time they valued west ham at 500 no 496 or something around that um why though why because they use a formula of it's not about assets but and 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 maybe nigel will back me up everybody goes but we don't own a stadium well newcastle don't own their stadium nothing a stadium is Uh, worth the land it's on hang on they don't own their stadium yeah right who the stadium is worth the land it's on and nothing more. In that case... Hold up. No, stop. You just said Newcastle don't own their stadium. They don't. Who owns it then? Sorry, Newcastle don't. I meant Man City. Then? I meant Man City. Newcastle do own the stadium. Right. Sorry, Thank I got that one wrong. Much. I meant yes, say Man City. Yes. So, hmm. anyway. Right. Okay. It's worth the land because you can't sell a stadium. You know, there's not, there's not a market for a Premier League stadium in Newcastle, right? Very true. Because it only can be used for one thing. So, it's worth the land. It's why when, when West Ham sold the bowling ground, they got forty million for it. Um, so that asset's just worth forty million. Actually, having a ninety-nine-year contract, the London Stadium at three million pound a year, is actually probably a larger valuation than St James's Park. People find that difficult to believe, but the way they value uh, football clubs is they look at brand, global brand. I know you won't like that. They look at the capacity of the stadium and how full it is they look at turnover they look at profit and they look at the assets and that includes players and the reality is our playing squad is worth more than Newcastle's to make up for that 40 million or whatever the stadium's worth the the lease is worth a hell of a lot of money we've got shops and training grounds and our brand is worth more because it's in London you might not like that but that's the difference between 300 million that Newcastle is valued at and 500 million and the bit I'm going to last say about Saudi Arabia, if they're so keen on a vanity project, 
Why did they buy Newcastle? Why not buy a Chelsea? I know the answer. Why not buy Spurs? I know the answer. Why not buy Arsenal? Go on. I know the answer. Go on. Because, because Mike Ashley hasn't spent, it gives them more room to invest in I the don't team. I think it will. I think this is just no, another is business investment. We'll see who's right or wrong. Yeah, but, they, yeah, but that's the thing, Sean. They can spend, before they even nudge into FFP being looked at, I think they can spend hundred and eighty million pound. Because Mike Ashley spent one in Newcastle. I don't think they bought I don't think they haggled over a three hundred pound three hundred million pound club to invest another three hundred million. I don't see it. I think they spent strange that you might be Well we'll see. We'll see. This bid started four years ago. Why didn't they drop yeah. it and turn? All right. Well, let me ask you a another question. Team. And what, that is the answer. I'm going to bring in Nigel. But also, they've Nig- paid the price that they agreed for you. Yeah. All right. So Nigel said to me, and he's right. There's an there's something attractive about a one city club, right? If that's the case, yes. why did no one else come in over 300 million pound and buy Newcastle from Mike? Because they don't want to. They still don't want to invest the money in the, the team. This. They, they'll, they Why not American Consortium? Why not Nazib and his three-letter acronym? Why not, um, you know, Q8 or, you know, Qatar well, or... We don't know anything about them. So uh, they I, I might just, not be it as rich as you add up. think. And, and our, our esteemed Karen Brady reckons it's not the end of it. She reckons that the deal's still not done and the Premier League could still say no. And the and the other clubs could I I don't see it but that's what she said in a, a um, Saturday football diary which I'm sure you will read. Oh yeah. Anyway, it's very absorbent. It's not a Newcastle podcast, but let's see what happens. But for those people who are saying, why didn't they buy West Ham? I think they see it's a business investment and they want to make money on 300 million. The the other bit of news. Or is, is it that they'd tied the price up so well that. It, it gave them the leeway of spending 200 million on the team. Well, see, I don't see it. I mean, remember, we've spent 200 yeah. million, so that's nothing. They've got to spend a lot more money. I don't think they're going to invest. They're going to throw this kitchen sink at it. One thing has been in news in Times, and I don't know if you picked it up earlier this week. The Times ran a story that the clubs are talking to um, the Premier League to borrow a billion pounds. So what the idea is, I don't. A lot of clubs are borrowing money, including West Ham. Some West Ham are borrowing money from uh, Michael Dell's company, MSD, and they're paying around nine percent, right? That's what Southampton pays and other people pay. So you've got MSD, you've got the Maguire Bank, an Australian bank, um, and obviously formerly you had media rights and funding, right? All of these specialist clubs, uh, lenders loan, loaning money to football clubs because main banks won't in a moment are charging anywhere between 7 and 10%, right? So what, because lots more clubs are borrowing money, what they've said is, why don't you, the Premier League, go out and borrow money really cheaply, let's say 2%, and let us borrow from that that fund based on our money, loan against, you know, our money you give us. Which is quite a clever idea. So they're looking to create a one or one point five billion pound credit facility across the whole of the Premier League, and Premier League clubs could borrow from the Premier League at three percent rather than borrow off banks. I think that's a great Which idea. Which is interesting, yeah. And why is it interesting to West Ham? 
uh, why is it interesting to West Ham? Well, at the moment, they've yeah, got a £120 million pound credit facility that they have off MST. Why, why would it... I, I don't know what you're, you're getting at. Well, <laughs> it's a cheaper insurance... It's a cheaper interest rate than and gold is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah, I so think it's a great idea. It will be cheaper to um, borrow money off of them than it will be to borrow money yeah. off of Gold and Sullivan. Yeah. Now... I mean, I don't get this new with with the with the payday loan stuff. I fully understand how that works because we we borrowed fifty million, or we had a, we had a drawdown rate, so we we yeah. only paid interest on what we borrowed, but we had yeah. a credit limit of fifty million, and well, we paid it off every year now. once we got way out. Now that's hundred and twenty million, but yeah. that's over three years. So, when do you pay that back? Do you still pay it back every year? What no, you borrow? No, you've got you've got the ability as long as you pay it all back at the end of the term or renegotiate. So in the third year you have to um Yeah. I don't know how much they sure borrowed. Obviously they paid the read it media rights and funding off, which might have been forty, fifty million. They paid off the Bartley's bank mm. twenty million. So and they probably some of their spending probably went in there. So maybe they borrowed I don't know, eighty million. I don't know. It's it. It will be in the accounts when they publish it. Hmm. All right. Okay. So anyway, we'll should we talk about the London Stadium? Oh, if you must. Well, you know, it's been an international week, so I I I sometimes read the minutes to the London Stadium to find out what's going on. With um, Nigel will be interested because uh, music concerts are coming back. Foo Fighters, um, Green Day, yep, yep. and the Red Hot Chili Peppers are all coming oh, back Green next Day summer. Back. You going? Really? Yeah. Mm. Uh, I, I may put an appearance in. Yes. Which one? I mean, frankly, all three. Oh, really? But I'll see what I can do. Oh, mate! Oh, oh Red Hot Chili Peppers. You like them three, are you? Oh, oh Foo Fighters, hundred percent. Red Hot Chili Peppers. And Green I think Day. go on sale Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll do the special sale tonight. Um, so uh, we, we'll see. So I'll see what comes up and what's available. And um, yeah, Green Day. Blimey, I used to uh, jump up and down to Green Day back in the day. Although, I think you're fine. One Most of you. them are obviously from last year, so I don't know how many tickets are available because well, most people... Well, only Green Day. Uh, it was only Green Day that, that sold over. Yeah, no, but you're right. So um, the others are too new. Chili, Roddy Hot Chili Peppers and Foo Fighters are new. Yeah. So Although Foo Fighters well, you know, were I, there in 2018. Did you go, Nigel? They were. I did go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> For someone who hates the London Stadium, you spend a lot of time there. Oh, listen, if they're playing, yeah, but I went to, you know, I used to go to concerts at Wembley, and um, I used to go to concerts at Nebworth, and, you know, yeah. I've been everywhere, you know. It's the so, 25 years or whatever in it since Oasis, I was there. Excuse me. It's <laughs> oh, a train going yeah, by, no. by the way. Um, oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Surrey um, train, obviously. Yeah, so... Uh, Obviously. Um, so, yeah, in, a, in other great. news, uh, again, I've been reading little tenders, everything. they In September, or, or actually in July, 
but it came back in September. They put out to tender reconfiguring the West Stand. So a £14 million um, tender, or £14.5 million tender, to reconfigure the West Stand to make it more cheaper to move, to make it more modular, to make it um, have um, rail seats, safe standing, and to straighten it off. Um, there should be announcements soon on um, who's won it. I, I, I tell you, if I was a betting man, I would say uh, PhD scaffolding. Yeah, you said All that right. in that article on Claret and you. You actually read something. Well, I did read that one. Yes. Yes, I did. So today, and you probably haven't um, read that one, going on to that, they've also no. gone out for <laughs> consultation, right? For all the stadium operations. They've opened it up to do a consultation. Um, and, and that covers pretty much everything. So um, I'm going to read you. It involves facilities management, security, grounds maintenance, grassing, seeding services, sporting services, sports facilities operations, sports event promotion services, sports event organisation services, car park management, parking enforcement services and other community social and personal services. There you go. So who currently runs that? Well, it's all given out to different contracts, but it's all run by... Um, uh, it's all run by, you know, LLDC. LS185? Yeah. I mean, they, they award the contracts, funny enough. So Do you know who's got the most of that? Uh, probably Delaware North. No, yeah. Vinci. Don't hear about them oh, anymore. Vinci. But behind it, see, although they sold the company LS185, Vinci is still behind a lot of it. Well, they didn't sell it, did they? I yeah, they did. It was... Yeah, LS185 was sold. a compulsory purchase. It wasn't a compulsory what, purchase. They the sold LDC. it. No, they sold it. It wasn't compulsory for about a million quid. Uh, but actually, underneath that, there are lots of onerous contract facilities and ground maintenance and all this lot. But the final question, which the final bit of the jigsaw came out tonight, right? So they've re-valued... They've re, um, the uh, Olympic Park. So just just to let you, so every year they have to look at their investment property portfolio for London Development Agency, right? So on the 31st of March, 2021, which was the end of the financial year, uh, they revalued it, right? So just to tell you, this includes the, the park itself, the London Stadium, uh, the Orbit, Dubri, Copper Box Arena, mm -hmm. Lee Valley Hockey and Tennis Centre, Lee Valley... Uh, Velo Park, London Aquatic Centre, and the Parklands and Playgrounds, right? In 2019-2020, all of that property was valued at £57.8 million by independent valuers. How much do you think they valued it this year? How much they value it? When, when say that again? So they last year, 2020, when? they last valued year. it. Yeah. 57.8 million well, I pounds. think it's probably probably it's probably gone up and I'd say another 12 to 15 million right 200,000 what they have valued the whole property estate at 200,000 what property estate 
the the park and every venue, including the London Stadium, including the Aquatic no Centre. No way. They have. It's a public record, mate. Two hundred thousand. Two hundred thousand pound. Yeah, a decrease of fifty-seven point eight million pound a year ago. What what's going on there then? I don't know. I don't know. I just report the facts. I don't make them. Because if you if you look at it, and this was one of the things where a lot of fans got upset about Upton Park and what went on, is that prior to the sale of Upton Park, the book price of the bowling ground was around sixty to seventy million pounds. Rebuild value, then insurance believe, value. You know that. I don't, Nigel. I don't, I don't, I don't, if you let me finish, right? If shut up, yeah. If you let me finish, yeah. Then at 2013, 2014, the value nosedive down to thirty million pound. Yeah, and people smelt around and thought it was a con. And if you'd have let me finish for jumping Sorry. in, but the reason for that is people West Ham had sold the ground. They'd done the tender process and sold it for thirty million quid. Yeah, and that the seventy odd million was an insurance price. That if the if the ground was hit by a bomb and blown up and had to be rebuilt. Yeah, yeah. That's what the value of it would be for insurance Correct. purposes to rebuild it. Yep. Where once they'd sold it and it was no longer going to be a football stadium, once they'd finished with it, they could only get put the value of it down as what they'd sold it as. Yeah. It's interesting. Does this that smack of something the well, same. Well, funny you should say that because I may have told you I put a, a freedom of information into London Development Agency to find out all of their dealings with Pi Capital, right? mention their name now um so i've said i want all emails all minutes all documents everything first of all they said commercial interest another 20 days to think about it sean last week they also put another in said we still haven't made up our mind we need another 20 days another month to think about it so i don't know they obviously don't want to tell me what's going on and what they agreed my gut feeling is they offered to sell the whole thing for a pound. They were going to lease the whole thing for a pound. Who because were? it's almost got no value. It's almost worthless. What pie? No, no. They were going to lease the whole park the and all the venues for a pound a year or, or some... Who wants to lease it? Well, pie wanted to lease all the venues. So the ones I've yes, just valued at 200,000, yeah. they wanted to take all those venues yeah. on. The park, the stadium... And all the venues. We know now that although it was valued at fifty-eight million pounds, mysteriously, uh, it was is now valued at two hundred thousand. Just around the same time, Pi Capital are talking about leasing it. Isn't that funny? You get where I'm going. You know with what this? you need to do realistically? Yeah, yeah. This is a question, really, that you need to whack the Ian Dow to try and slip into the London Mayor when he's on LBC. Well, it's all right. I've got friends on the London Assembly. I've got friends on the London Assembly. Well, yeah, you could Assembly. ask old Len or, or, or the other one. Gary. Um, Labour Len or the... Uh, yeah, and, and ask them what's going on. So, something's not right there, obviously. But, I mean, and, does and that open the door, though, to Golden Sun? Yeah, it does. Funny you should say that. It does open the... the um, and, you know, could they do the same deal... Could West Ham bid for those contracts that yeah. have gone out? Absolutely. Uh, and you, you've, you've we, we know absolutely. that they can. the one thing Brady always wanted was not to own the stadium, but 
but to control the state. And I think that opens it up. Anyhow, let's move on to the stadium. Uh, One thing about the seating, quickly. Um, so they put out to tender to reconfigure the lower west seating. Is that correct? Yes. Or is it east and west? No, no, just, just west. 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 Lowest west. And 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 now are they looking to straighten the sides? Yes. Although, I mean, they none are. of us have seen it, but that's the only way West Ham said they will sign off on it. But let me tell you why. Because you're going, well, how about the East Stand? The East Stand does never move. So when they do concerts and when they do athletics, no, I know that. the East Stand stays where it is. And they only move the other three stands. That's why they've decided to do the other three stands and not the East Stand. Might look a bit weird, Actually, though. when they have athletics, they have to remove the front three rows they do. for the East yeah. Stand. But that's that's all that. But that comes do. off because they the did West that stand. for cricket. They designed that for cricket and baseball. Cricket, which they yes. never actually did. Right, which moving on. Played, yeah. uh, Gerald, uh, Gerald Bowen is dating Love Island's Danny Dyer. You see that? I heard about is, it. Is uh, that going to be distraction for him? I'm I'm just a bit worried. She's a bit of a car. And she just she? had a baby. Yeah, the, the the guy that she was dating is in prison for fraud <laughs> and was stalking her and, and and the paparazzi have snapped Bowen leaving her house uh, the sun did two days ago. Right. I'm just not sure it's a distraction. Look, she might be a nice girl and obviously her father is a big West Ham fan, but I'm not sure that's the kind of attention. Who's her dad? Huh? Who's her dad? What? Um, what's his name, Dyer? Um, Danny Dyer. Um, what is his name? <laughs> God, it's not tough Nothing. to confuse him, is it? Oh, Danny Dyer is Danny what Dyer. What a Moby. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I knew I'd have to get you on something. Yeah, Danny oh, Dyer. I didn't think it would be Danny, that easy. Danny either. Dyer with an oh, I. Done. Danny with a Y. Oh, yeah. no, sure. Now, the last so, thing I want to talk about before we move on to European football, and, and I must say, I'm, 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 someone got me into this, um, Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Do you know about it? Uh, do you know no. what? I watched the very first episode of the first series, and I filed it as to, I'll come back to it. It's brilliant. Spoiler alert. Right. Spoiler right. alert. If you... I've heard seen West Ham stuff. The second it. thing. Switch off for the next 60 seconds. Right. So, on the last finale of season two, the uh, guy, um, I forget what it's called, who's the ex husband who who buys West Ham. And, and then Nate joins West Ham. Huh? Fictional, yeah. Because it's all it's about this AFC Richmond team. And this guy called yeah, Ted but it ain't Crystal Palace, huh? Yeah, and but and it's then, not. It's Crystal and, Palace. Um, yeah. So interesting. I'll tell you a little secret. Shh, shh. So number one, Premier League have signed a deal for five hundred thousand to use kits and grounds and all this lot last year for the third series that's about to come out. After but this is not. Stand. This is still fiction. But a certain yeah, but a certain person catering. Do you manager. know about? It? Hold up. Let's just fill Joe in. Let's just fill Jay in. So Ted Lasso, Len, I think, I think you was mean. an American. I think you mean Len. 
Yeah, Len. Sorry, Len. Yeah, this was really Len in. Sorry. I keep forgetting about talking about his brother. I forget it's him. Uh, so, anyway. Sorry, Lee. Uh, anyway, um, Ted Lasso is an American football, football coach, coach who gets hired to manage yeah. an English Premier League team Called AFC by Richmond. a woman who wants the team to... F- yeah, who, who play at Sellers Park and wear the same colours as Crystal Palace. Who hired him, hoping he would fail. Correct. Because she inherited the club off of her ex-husband. Correct. But actually, I think he turns out to be a success, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I'm guessing. Uh, and it's really yeah. funny and, oh. and really, you know... It's a, really it's a comedy, apparently. Yeah. But then on season two, his her ex-husband, who's a lifelong AFC Richmond fan, buys West Ham and some of the people are moving over to West Ham, which is the end of it. And it's filmed at the London Stadium. So I asked the club and I went, that backfired a bit. And they went, what do you mean? I went, well, the Americans don't know reality. No, no disrespect, American people. They don't know the reality, right? Uh, and, you know, fiction. And, and the problem is you've just made West Ham enemy number one. So according to an American friend of mine who lives in New York State, I'm not going to mention his name, um, Dave, um, they've become a hate figure. <laughs> and now Americans are wanting West Ham to lose because the arch enemy, the arch villain in this series has bought West Ham. It could affect our brand. So I asked someone who has been involved in... You know, obviously the club have been involved in Ted Lasso, etc. But they they won't talk to me about it. They've said, oh, you need to talk to this catering manager. And I've talked to the catering manager. And she she won't talk to me about it. Something very I'm strange there. completely lost. I'm So they'd involve West Ham. So at the end of it, they buy West Ham. So this, this arch villain, right? Think of... Um, you know, I'm trying to think of an arch villain in a in a program where you, you just hate them. That person, Nick Cotton. Yeah, Nick Cotton. There you go. Good analogy. <laughs> He's gone and bought West Ham. Boo, boo. Right. So they've turned West Ham into this hate thing on this program that ev- award winning that everybody's watching around the world. Well, that's why the Americans support in the first place because of Green Street. So, well, this, this is this is my problem. You know, they all support it because of Green Street. They could turn all against us because of Ted Lasso. Oh well. Know, who knows what's going to happen in the uh, third series? But it's obvious West Ham have been involved because they, at the end of it, they were themed at the L- London Stadium. And well, I think... art does often, you know, imitate real life. Well, anyway, that's enough. But if you haven't seen it already, watch Ted Lasso. Brilliant. Uh, and that's it. Um, uh, the only other bit, and, and you, one of you guys brought it up earlier, is um, obviously the tickets for Genk have gone on st- sale. 30 quid, uh, 1,000 and something. Uh, obviously, very last minute, mm. you've got to pick up a voucher. And people tonight are saying on Twitter, yeah. you've got to walk three hours to pick it up. Or, what is it, 20 kilometres? 20 miles Well, no. The, 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 yeah. 23 miles away. The, the, I mean, obviously, West Ham probably couldn't get an hotel in Genk by the looks of it. Um, so they've they've obviously left it to the last minute. So they've probably this is I don't know why this is the last. Some people are minute, staying in that why, town. They've said. Yes, some are, but it some, a lot aren't. Yeah, well, uh, they could so, uh, they could get an Uber 
and give more money to the um, Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund. Well, yeah, but it's it's not right, is it, to do it? No, no. it's hard. A thing. What they've done is they've come up with a way that they that they they can hide behind COVID regulations and whatever. Yeah. But what it does is it puts a stop on resale people buying tickets and moving them on but that can be difficult at times because there are people that are big big West Ham fans that live far near a gink and yeah, could easily attend yeah but now can't get a ticket but some of those people right without naming names yeah. have bought a package yeah. Of Genk tickets to make sure they can go and watch the game in the Genk end. Yes, but some people may want to sit with the West Ham fans. Yeah, I get that. And do you know what? They probably so can. So they and may already you, have a ticket in the Genk what, end. What happened to the previous game, and I bet it will happen to this game, it will go all through the priority points and bond holders and everything else, and they've made it quite difficult, and it will go on general sale. Yeah. Like it did last time. Well, yeah, that's the, the uh, you know, I'd, I, I, I was hoping to get a ticket for a friend. Um, you know, people can slag me off, say what you like, I don't care. Um, but it looks like that the, because they've got this system in way, from what I can gather, is that it's not going to be possible well, for me I, to I do understand that. that but it does I mean, I'd, I'd gladly buy them a ticket and say, I, I ain't doing it for a point. I'm just doing but it I for... I think he'll be able to you buy know, uh, I think uh, he will be able to buy it himself. Well, I hope so. I hope yeah. so. I think anyway, I'm going to have to... Um... What... Is there any other business before we move on to question time? Got anything to sell, then? Uh, it's Woody Bingo. Well... What did I see on Facebook um, you two were up to over the weekend? Well, there's a well, post on really Long Live the Bowling. So must have been. Yeah. <laughs> which is um, which is the a little reunion over the 1975 youth team. Oh, oh, James Collins is And that's part where of I the, was over was the it, Was he in the 1975 youth team? Whom was? No. James Collins. My cousin was, though. No, was that he? was Friday. My cousin. Oh, that was yes, Friday, my yeah. cousin was it? Um, I don't know, you're, you're such yeah. a socialite, um, Len. It's hard what to keep he? up with you, mate. I know. I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. And we my was there. My cousin was, was, was in that, yeah, that 1975 thing. Oh, was he? It was good to, actually, it was really good to catch up with him. I've not spoke to him in about seven, eight years. Is that because um, he doesn't like you? Or? Yeah. Oh. No, no, no. <laughs> it, it's just um, he lives. Uh, he lives in Hertfordshire near Len. Even though it turns out I did look. <laughs> he don't live anywhere. Carol, he's not near. Bell like me. Saying, Let me know the truth. Uh, Nigel's mum. Just give me a bell. Text me. Just tell me what what the situation is with the. Cousin. No, well, I'll text. I'll text my mum a picture of of me and my cousin. <laughs> And uh, I said, no, I've just dropped into the bowling, and my mum's like, oh, have a nice time, boy. And I'm thinking, uh, and I went, don't you recognise who I'm with? And she's like, no, should I? And I'm like, well, you are related to him. And then she was like, oh, my God. And um, 
and everything. Yeah. So when I was a kid, I was quite. Um, we were a close family when I was a kid, and um, I, did, I, I, used to, I used to remember his mum ironing the shirt. You know, we had a good old chat. Because funny enough, Sean, he listens to the show. Does he? Yeah. Would you believe it? He does. He de- Yeah. He What's his name? Twat. So, Lou Murphy. Lou Murphy. Lou he Murphy. One of our, what's the chances that he's one of our eight listeners, eh? Yeah, there you there go. There you go, isn't it? Well, seven listeners, because uh, Len upset one of our listeners this week. So Makes a change from me upsetting a listener, so takes the heat off me for one. Yeah, but people anyway. have learnt to ignore you now, haven't they? Yeah. yeah you know. Well, they rushed back on the week I was off, yeah. Anyhow. Funny enough, <laughs> <Go> on. <laughs> Go on. enough, a few, a few, a few of your haters did actually say how much they enjoyed oh, it the week you weren't on. Good. <laughs> haters can hate. Um, oh. Any other business before we go to question time? When is the gink going? That sounds like a question. It's Facebook, yeah. question time. When you, the eight listeners, get to ask Nigel a question. The first question comes from Nigel, which is, when is the Genk game? <laughs> um, yeah. Which one? The away the game or the home game? The home game. No, the home game. Oh, that's on. That's before the um, Spurs game on, like, the 20-something of uh, oh, right. the Thursday before the Spurs game. All right, so we've got... All right, no you're, worries. You're not All coming right, for the posh dinner either, are you? No, that's fine. Then. I won't. Uh, haven't you got your golf no. day as well? No, I, no, yes, that's the day after. But it'll be because you've got the Gent game. Not even if it weren't a busy weekend for me. Yeah. So I've got the got the charity golf weekend. Space is still available, people. If you wanna if you wanna come to Bellis Woods Golf Club, it's forty five pound. Uh, and that gives you 18 holes of golf, a bacon sandwich and a cup of tea or coffee in the morning and a buffet after and the chance to win trophies. We have trophies and medals and everything else. And, and you're helping the National Autistic Society to raise just small funds for them to help local kids. Uh, Bellis Woods in Furrock. Listeners are coming. Celebrities are coming. Well, a celebrity, um, if you think he's a celebrity. And uh, I do. Physician. So but, um, and then yeah, the Genk game you by the way Sean? starts a run of f- four games in ten days. Thursday the twenty-first is Genk right. in the London Stadium. Then we have got Spurs at home on the Sunday. Wednesday we have got Man City on the London Stadium. So three games at the London Stadium back to back, and then at Villa away on the Sunday the thirty-first. So yeah, that's going to be a bit of a mm. tall ask. Um, four games in ten days. Is Villa on the thirty first? Is it on the Sunday? Yeah, Sunday the thirty fourth, four thirty. Ooh. Why? Right. Okay. Fancy Villa Park. Well, because I've got a ticket for it. Oh. No, I've got a ticket for it. Yeah. But then it it came up. I'm going to see Paul Eaton at London Palladium. All right. But I thought the Villa game was a Saturday. No, it's on Sunday. So I'm thinking. Oh, I can't go well, to Villa. We, we play on a... I mean, we're not playing on a Thursday, but we are playing on a Wednesday. Yeah, so it's been moved to the Sunday. Yeah. 
don't play on Saturdays anymore. In fact, we won't be playing a single game on Saturday in October. Uh, Our first game, if it stays like this, on a Saturday, will be 20th of November against Wolves away. Um, And I don't think there's another sun... Uh, Then it's 4th of December against Chelsea at home. That will be moved. And then Burnley away. That will probably stay on 11th December. Um, and then Norwich on a Saturday. That might stay on the 18th. But there you go. And the rest of it. No. Um, Saturdays are a rare thing now. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Our well, on the, on the Genk game, it looks like I'm doing a walkabout. Oh, nice. So, um, a bit like a Crocodile Dundee. Uh, lost on you. Do you remember well, that film? No, I've watched Cockadale Dundee and the second one. Um, sort of. Yeah, you've done it. Yeah, I know. about around yeah. uh, the sights and sounds of West Ham. I think I filmed yeah. it and gave you the footage. And anyway. I did anything with it, but there you go. Well, I have. I filed it away to be used. <laughs> um, actually, I did use it in, the, in one of my brief histories of West Ham, which I actually credited you on the film. Oh, yeah. Yeah, stop that as well. Away. You never finished that. Thank you very much. Anyway, um, that, questions. Is Facebook back, down this week? Uh, next year. Is Facebook down this week? No, it's not. That's a shame. No. But we'll start with Twitter anyway, because Kevin, or as we like to call him, WHU Mark Reaper, says, if a new contract can't be agreed with Rice, is it time to start planning his sale? Brady out. Brady out. Yeah, I can't tell you the whole you. story, but do you yeah. need to plan for this now? Um, look, the, the it's all down to his dad, Sean Rice, right? And there's been four contract offers, and I think I've said to make him the richest West Ham player ever. And there will be another offer in the summer. Let's just see the fifth offer. Let's see where it goes, right? Who is the West Ham's richest ever paid player? Do you know? Yeah, of course I do. You know too. All right. Oh, off the top of me. Chikorito. I'm thinking it was Chikorito. It was, yeah. It was Chikorito. It was, wasn't it? Was he 140 grand a week? 145, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's silly money. Right. I mean, to answer his question. I think you need to start thinking about it if you don't sign the contract. Yes, I do. The, the, the devil's in the detail and it's also in the planning. So you, you have to start thinking always uh, a season in front at the same time. Uh, next up on Twitter, it's Dan316043043H. 40, this week, we was 2H last week. Uh, the biggest reason for overcrowding in sections and delays getting in is because we don't have separate turnstiles or concourses for the upper and lower tiers like a purpose-built stadium does. The QR codes compound the issue by adding a few second delay per person. So obviously Dan's there is bringing up the ticketing. But it's more, um, more complicated than that. Because problems that the clubs have. That the upper, which you're in, obviously, Nigel, doesn't have its own facilities. Yeah. So, you know, you couldn't have a separate turnstile for upper because you've got no bars and you've got no toilets or anything up there, have you? 
Mm. We've got toilets up there. Oh, have you? But that's all we've got. I didn't know. I've never been up. Oh, I didn't. I yes. came up to see you once. I've got a nosebleed. You've got you toilets did, up you there, come up have you? Once you a... We have. We've got toilets up there, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, In your own time. That's it for Twitter this week. No, well, last week Twitter was... No, because podcasts love silence, just just pauses of silence. It's great, you know? Advertising can fill the oh, gaps no. in silences. It's like listening to you at times when ah. your internet's so shit, you sort of drift out and we have to try and guess what you're saying. Not this week. Before you start all that. No. Well, you have drifted in and out a Have couple I? of times. Right. Yes. I don't know how many comments we've got, but basically I just put 90. Facebook ain't down tonight, so get your questions in. Uh, thank you. Uh, Ian Gravitt, friend of the show, uh, says, Evening, gents. With the takeover Good at evening. Newcastle, I'm getting a bit annoyed with the fact that come the January window, they'll be signing virtually a new side. And unless you're listening to Sean, then they're actually buying no one. No, uh, I didn't Van say no Beek, one. Martial, I just said Lingard. they're not buying up. They're not about to buy Declan Rice and Grealish and, and build oh, a yeah. dream team of like £100 million pays. And, you know, after spending £300 million on a club, they're not about to spend £500 million filling it up, is what I say. No. Well, I bet they get top six quicker than we did. That's um, he says it takes time to get uh, to gel a winning side. Ian's frustrated that nobody thought about buying us. We're a club almost heading in the right direction, but now it seems that money talks, uh, which will have implications long term. Suppose Newcastle want to buy Bowen and Rice or Suchik. We haven't got the money to complete. To compete, he says, Brady out. Brady out. I mean, in regards West Ham, where does I, I? I mean, what does that do for West Ham? Newcastle being bought by a club with that much money? Nothing. Nothing. And the amount of so money you have affects us one bit. Well, I don't think so. But, you know, I showed you a. It lists all the billionaires. There's only five clubs that are not owned by billionaires. And the amount of money yeah. you own doesn't really equate to how much you spend. You know, the owners of Wolves have got a lot of money, but they haven't thrown the kitchen sink at it. You know, Spurs the same. You know, there, there, there is, just because you've got billions, you know, I think that there's this thing, oh, because they've got 375 billion in their funds, they're going to spend billions. It doesn't work like that. It's just a number. No, but if they spent one billion on Newcastle... Won't happen. Okay, no. If, if you wouldn't do that, the thing. why not buy Chelsea? Why not buy, you know, a team that was already established? How much would it cost you to buy Chelsea? I don't know what the value is. Two billion? If you're going to spend but, that much and that's money, why? because because the, but the if it's a vanity project, to, to, then to money make... means nothing to you. If if they're worth three hundred twenty well. billion, what's a couple of billion? You know, you've got you've got to play the game. So if it's a vanity project, why have a long term project that might take ten years to buy the league, right in Newcastle? Why not buy a London club? 
Well, look, Amanda Staveley, uh, um, or, or the Bride of Dracula, um, sort of, uh, or she looks like one of them models that got captured and carry on screaming yeah. and dipped in wax. Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, funny enough, uh, I think uh, I think they laughed like that, but uh, that's what she looks like, to be fair. Um, you so fucking like, uh, Charlie, you yeah. Sid from uh, <laughs> Sid James. I know yeah, I'm not no the first time someone said that. She's, uh, she's, she's definitely had her eyes moved near it together, that's for sure. Um, I, d- I just changed her man in five years' like time. Yes. Yeah. That, so why didn't they Do you think she went what? for that look? If they wanted to develop a club, I don't know. Like they should have bought Brentford. Oh, God, Sean. No, I think you're missing the Let point. I go. think they've got the fan base there, 50-odd thousand every week. You know, 50-odd thousand every week turning up to what's shite. You know, and and that and that's the thing. The reason why West Ham fans will look enviously or because the thing is, you know, that Newcastle is frankly the same type of club Are as you West envious? Ham. Are you envious of Newcastle fans? I'm, 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 not, it's not so much envious... Because I would honestly, and on art, I would not want to be bought by those people. Yeah, um, would I. Really. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not envious. But I think what it does is, it, 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 if they start throwing the money about, it could distort the league and make it more difficult for West Ham to carry on the path that it's on. And not only that is, is that when that happens, it, it, it goes back to destabilising the fan club. Um, which is not a great thing, but then again, he's a bit hit the cool crew. Me says the bloke who stood on a picket line the other week. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you know, that's 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 the way I see it. it. It's you know they'll do what they do. It's it's just another club that we've got to fight even harder to compete against. You know when you think we're just we're just getting above. At some point, you know the likes of. Not so much Tottenham, I think, but Arsenal are going to try and come back again. Arsenal have been spending money. They've just done it really, really badly. At some point, they will get someone to do it better. And then you think we need to be in a better position. If we've now got a Newcastle, we've not had to worry about competing against Newcastle. Because, you know, it's been obvious that they've not been doing anything. Now they are going to start doing something. So it's another club to compete with. With the likes of 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 like Leicester, um, and, and those. Well, and we Everton. shall see. So we now Newcastle's see. in that. So if you look at the say you say the you got the big five clubs, yeah, of uh, Liverpool, Man City, Man United, Chelsea, and Arsenal. That's the big five. Then you got Tottenham, West Ham, Everton, um, Leicester possibly Villa but then now if you've got to throw Newcastle into that so you know uh, one average season could see you 11th we shall see so it just it just makes it I'm not convinced alright here's some change of tact from Nick Harvey friend of the show aye there you are Nick says Nick 
Uh, evening, gentlemen, he says, uh, and Sean, as always. Oh. Uh, oh, the irony of the Baroness writing about dubious moral dilemmas yeah, at the I weekend. Know. Brady out. Brady out. Uh, yeah, I didn't read it, I must admit. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't be bothered to click on it. Uh, Sue Check needs a rest. Why he can't his managers see that? Uh, so the club announced Yield app as the club's official digital asset wealth management partner. Greedy. And he puts, I'm concerned that the club is actively promoting what is essentially an unregulated platform with statements such as earn as much as 20.5% annual interest at the touch of a button and access to some of the best investment opportunities. While this type of platform may be suitable for some, it's certainly not suitable for all, and the club's website makes no mention of the risks inherent in this type of investment. It endorses the partnership without qualification. So are the clubs so desperate for cash that we'll sign up any old company? Isn't Strangely it? enough, there's a pattern because he finishes. I did write to club about it, but unsurprisingly, I've had no response. That's a strange way to so do it. So let me tell you a funny story, right? I agree with him, by the way. I think uh, a lot of this digital um, currency and things, there's a tant amount to gambling. In the same way when you bought into... Football index. Football index. So here's a story, right? Nice guy, chap called Karim, joined as uh, head of digital, um, head of digital information or whatever, right? But he had a knack of signing commercial contracts, so he was made in charge of um, the. Um, commercial angle he's left the company now he's gone on his own but he started this trend to sign up and look it's not a new trend but you know toothpaste official toothpaste partner official airline official bog roll um, provider and so on so it's become the norm in this massive brand now to find a niche player cryptocurrency digital etc and, and the true answer is as long as it brings money in the door I don't think any of the Premier League companies really care what they're punting to their um, to the supporters, and I'm not saying that's right. So, In fact, do it's you wrong. do you think? Uh, do, and this is a question I think that should be put actually to the club. Perhaps someone on the ISC that's listening could do it, or someone that can direct it and maybe get an answer. Do do the club have a duty of care to their supporters about who they sign deals with? to push advertising to. Yes. Because it won't take long till we'll get, look at this goal by Jeff Hurst, and it's brought to you in association with Yield App. Yeah? Or let's pick the They're five best goals that. from 1999, you know, brought to you in association with Yield App. Well, funny you should I say mean, that. We know this is what they do, but... Do you know about the story about yeah. Bassett and Gold? Well, I've got one of their blankets. And well, I've got have a, nice a look box at, it, have a little Bassett and Gold. Look at, um, Bassett and Gold. Well, they went bankrupt, though, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it ain't the same people, is it? Just have a... I'm not saying too much, because libel laws and all that lot, right? Just have a look. The person well, who wrote... Is it the same people? I'm not talking. I'm just saying. Just look up. 
the Bassett and Gold, either West Ham, Bassett and Gold. Have a look at some blogs that are available on what happened there and on whether they were a suitable partner in the first place. Well, of course they weren't a Super Bowl partner There was, some, the there was a little bit of dodginess, but again, I'm going to be careful what I'm saying. Read it on the internet. I'm not making those accusations. Is it on Claret and You? You're not trying to get me to... No, like, it's not Claret and You. I'm just PR, saying it was available. There was a very prominent person who blogged on it. Um, oh, and and read about it, but I'm not making the accusations because I, I, I don't know. No, but it's a fair question to ask a club, isn't it? Like, and, and the thing is, while we know what their answer will be, yeah, it, what their answer will be and actually what they're doing would appear to be two different things. Because if I sat down in front of them and went, Karen, tell me, do you have a duty of care to supporters? She would go, well, of course we do. You know, everything we do is driven by our duty of care. You know, that's the type of bollocks she'll come out with. But then we can point to her, like the, all these different companies that West Ham have tied up deals with. It's embarrassing, and you know, and just because every other Premier League football club does it, which actually not every other Premier League football club does it, just the big ones, and they want to be big ones, so they want to be seen to be doing it. It yeah. don't mean you have to follow that. Well, Bassing Goal was unregulated mini bonds, um, yeah. and a lot of West Ham fans are still waiting for money. Oh, right. they've got a long wait, then, not they? They're still waiting for compensation. Because well, that'll be filed with the football index compensation then. Because <laughs> I, I, even there, a lot of people seem to be pinning their hopes on getting money out of football index, and you think you got no chance, mate. But but yeah. So as I say, there was lots of accusations about the whole Bassett and Gold deal. Hmm. All right. But it's it's not my uh, tell to tell. But there are plenty of people. Um, that can tell you stories about how people were missold, West Ham fans were missold. Hmm. All right, okay. Moving on, Paul Noland, he's back. It's the chauffeur without the beeps. Uh, he says uh, he, he's 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 here and he's back and he's going to ask questions. Uh, first one, he says, is Sean taking lessons from Boris Johnson and lying about everything? I mistakenly read on Claret and Hugh and panicked as I wanted to buy the Man City tickets, and Sean said they were close to selling out. Porky pie, Sean. Oh, he went on the website. they got shed loads left. Apparently Sean it's on for trying 50. to help the club build back better <laughs> or level up? Look, there's a little uh, bit of back scratching. Um, yeah. Their forecast sell 50,000, and that's why they priced no. it at that figure. Uh I have been listening for the last couple of weeks and he'd love the fact that Len is losing it constantly. It makes me laugh. And then he says, Nigel, you just keep on keeping on. Uh, he has got questions, which well, you've just heard. What are our thoughts reading Newcastle takeover and the overall effect on football? I don't think we covered that. Uh, how do you think we will fare three games in a week? Which one should be a priority? And uh, Marion... Um, Basically, Paul's got fuel, so he can drive you about. Yeah. Right, we we'll can do all get one fuel. question can each then. Fuel and Surrey. So, uh, Len, how do you think we'll yeah. fare with three games in a week? Mm, 
Mami, who they're against? Everton? Genk, Genk well, and Villa. Depends now. Depends how you want to go. You go... If it's in a week, you, it's got to be... Uh, well, Everton, well, you know, we, Everton we, we Genk do and our... Spurs. Everton, Genk and Spurs are the next three games. Is that in a week? Well, it's in eight days. Well, that's not a week. Sorry to be pedantic. Well, it is according to the Beatles. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we 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 do. The Genk, the Spurs, and the. Oh, I think he's talking. Yeah, he's talking about Genk and the Man Spurs. City we've got game. seven. Own, we've got three home games in seven days. We've got Genk, Spurs, and then Man City. How do you think we oh. fare? Will we win one, two, or three? One. One. Right, Sean. Which one should we prioritise? Well, that's obvious. It's Spurs. Well, we're, oh, we're top of the division. That. Get a draw against Genk. It don't really matter, but a win would be nice. You've got to priority Spurs because it's our big game. Uh, Man City, they put out the kids. We put out the kids. Let's see who wins, right? You know? All right. Well, those that watch Claret and Boo's video that I did put the link to on the podcast page oh. on the other night. Uh, I didn't see watched... it. No, it was good fun, mate. Nick and Gary were really good. And their mate, John, uh, who I think we've got another new listener. I think we can up it. Now, it's nine listeners. Unless we call John, uh, John's sort of taking Woody's place. I don't know if Woody will keep on. Woody, let us know if you're still going to listen. Um, I, I just love your critique. Um, so, yeah, but that was good fun. Strangely, it went on for two hours. I don't know what the common denominator is there, but still, we had a good old laugh. John was, was brilliant. John even asked a question where he gave us the answer first. I'm not sure that'll work in a quiz, um, but it was a good fun answering that one. Uh, Newcastle take over. Well, it's it's uh, it's a, uh, you know, just when you think the barrel couldn't be scraped any lower, uh, the Premier League have managed to do it and, and prove to the world that it is purely all about money. Well, so are you so. going to give up Facebook, Nigel? Am I going to give up Facebook? Yep. Do you know what? If it weren't for this podcast, Sean, I bloody would give up Facebook. Right. And that is the truth of it. Well, what's wrong with Facebook? Twitter's worse. Well, it's, it's invested by the, uh, the Saudi Arabian Public Investment Fund, one of the largest shareholders of Facebook. Yeah. And Disney. There you go. And Uber. So, you know, and anything Well, I don't else. use Uber. I don't so, use so, Uber. Or... No. Uh, um, well... I don't know. I don't really. I think, I think I've been in an Uber once in my life, uh, and as a rule, I don't have the Uber app, and I won't use it. Um, no. But I do use Uber. It's Eats. only yeah. It is only an app. You know. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I know it's only an app. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. But I just, I just don't like the the way. No, the, I don't like it. Their, no. their business and the no. way they've, and I don't like. Even though it ain't Uber's fault, I don't like the way TFL sort of allowed them to come in, and absolutely so. screw over the black cab drivers. Yeah, well. So I always tell my daughter, please stop using Uber and get a black cab. But kids won't listen. Um, Michael Levy Junior hasn't got a question, but he just wants to send love our way. Thanks, Michael. Oh, sorry, love you, man. Singing, Superstar, he is banging it out. If you, I'm telling you now, if you're going on holiday to Tenerife, go and check out his shows. But if you go in, make sure you book early because all I keep seeing is sell out, sell out, sell well, out. Hopefully, I'm there selling in February, out. So, reserve well, me a seat, mate. There you go. Put him down on the VIP list, Mike. If you want me to do a duet with you, just let me know. Oh, now there's a film. Uh, Next up is uh, the mighty wire himself, Mr. Ian Wiley. Uh, and, and Ian, if you're listening, it looks like you're going to get your wish. Uh, all right, lads. Uh, just a quick one on penalty takers. With Noble coming up retirement, who would you guys each want to take the job of main penalty taker? He says one option he thinks could be Vlasic. As he's seen on YouTube, he's capable of a good pen. Keep up the good work. Tell him Thanks, Ian. Uh, right, Bryce, who do you think, Len? I think I'd like to see Quez will take one. Mm. I've got no real evidence for that. No. Fabianski, I think. Really? Yeah, why not? Do you know, can you believe that there are people out there that think Ariola's a better keeper than Fabianski. Yeah. They walk among us, people. Next up, it's Top Fan, because it, it, Facebook tells us this. It's Richard Dodds. All right, my handsomes, how's you doing? He says, uh, Brady out. Dodgy. Brady out. Uh, yeah, well, he's got a lot of time on his hands, though, hasn't he? Um, on last week's podcast, you said... This did actually cause a little bit of a storm, Sean. People did think you was a big twat. Well, I wasn't on, on last week. Was I on last week? Yes. On oh. last week's podcast, you said, are there any stadiums worse than ours? <laughs> yeah? yeah. I I thought there weren't. You said, Sean, if you remember, Arsenal. And when, uh, when to verify that, why is that? You know, because there's no noise because of the fans which obviously totally ignored the fact we're talking about stadiums, not the people that fill them. Dodsey says, Everton and Chelsea are easily worse stadiums. Shit seats and shit views. The problem is, Dodds, you're looking at that as an away fan. 
and you've not been upstairs at the back in the away end of the Ooh. London Stadium. So I'll get it at Everton. It can be dog if you're in the lower tier, pushed up the back, uh, uh, stuck behind a Let post. Let me tell you a story. Well, hold up. The, the romantic in me takes me back to being a kid at the Upton Park at the back of the A block in the West End, having to keep peering round the posts that we had upstairs in the West End. And I, I think that's great. And as for Chelsea, I think the views at Chelsea are fantastic. Not a problem whatsoever. So I don't know what he's going on about. Go on then. So Fantastic every year story. I get mm. four tickets corporate for um, for Stamford Bridge, right? Yeah. I know a big Chelsea fan who's got four tickets in the corporate. A lovely. He must be big if he's got four. Huh? I said he must be big if he's got four. So um, it's it's um, you know the proper. I've seen the pictures, mate. It's yeah, you've a bit seen garish. it. So, so it's yeah. got a table next to David Meller. He used to be Secretary of State for Health, right? He sits on the table next, and it's this in in this Italian restaurant that Kim Bates um, bought over. I forget what it's called, uh, but he actually put it in in Stamford Bridge. It will come back to me anyway. Um, it's really nice food. It's a really nice restaurant, um, but the view. And the seats are absolutely shit. Now, compared, this is this is supposed to be a premium corporate experience, right? And I, sh- sh- uh, I sh- kid you not, and John's come with me, right, quite regularly to to these seats. Um, your knees are knocking on the one in front that it, you're crammed in, and you're so close to the next person, you're crammed in in the most awful seats you can imagine. And the view is absolutely awful. You know, you can see part of the roof. It's slightly restricted. And these are supposed to be the top corporate seats in Stamford no Bridge. Right. It's mm. bloody awful. Can you hear that? What? That's the listeners giving a toss about corporate, yeah. Sean. I'm just saying there's worse. But but I'm just saying, actually, corporate experience. And you, by the way, let's not kid yourself. You've done the corporate experience more than once at the London Stadium. So don't try and be the, I'm a man of the people. Because I've you done have done corporate at least twice. As a guest of our friend or three who's coming times. over this week. Yeah. Twice at the London Stadium. And and it's twice. a good experience, yeah. I I've I've found it a bit soulless. Yeah. I mean the the, the when we was in the box, I think it was good for you know, our friend who took us. You know, but for me, I just, yeah. Oh, I've just, just found, by the it, way, the tickets, by the way, I'm talking now, are at Canaletto's. So this is this this wooden panelled Italian restaurant. It's and I've just noticed. There's a wait list for it, but how much do you think a seat, he's got four seats, remember this guy, how much yeah. do you reckon a seat is per season to get this shit seat with a shit view? All right, that was just the listeners giving a shit again. Go on. 6,786 quid plus VAT. What, each ticket? Each ticket. Fucking you can't get them. You've got to join a wait list. Oh, He's go. got four of them. Giovanni Antonio Canal. And that, but that's why people, and that's what I said, if you remember, that's what I said to, Pete, <laughs> to John when we was in that box about why the clubs like love people like him 
than they ever will me. Why would they love John, who's who's been ten games over the you know the thousand or odd over that that I've seen? Why would they love him more than me? Because in his ten games, yeah, he's given more he's money. Outspent far more anything I would give the club. But then again, I, I you know, my, so my aim I've is always to try and give the club the least amount With of money. With that, for those four tickets, right, which I've said, lovely food, lovely restaurant, but shit view, 33 grand per oh year, God. per season shit, for four tickets. Shit view, named after a man who painted Venetian landscapes. Oh, that's right. right. There you go. 33 yeah. grand. That's what you get for your money. So I know we've slightly drifted off the shit Was stadium. he blind as well? Who? Candeletto. Yeah. No. If he was Venetian. Ah, okay. You, you know the story, don't you? Ken uh, Candeletto or Ken Bates. Well, yeah, I was just Ken Bates went over to Italy and he found that his favourite restaurant was shutting down. So he bought the restaurant and moved the whole restaurant all the panelling that was in the restaurant over to Chelsea and recreated it um, in Stamford Bridge. And True story. He didn't have any taste. There you go. He just wanted well, he said to go recreating something. They're not your mates at the club, Sean. Yeah. Well, have you, have you not been in the ballroom with a million pound art? No. Oh, Where is ballroom? the ballroom? Sorry? What, Who's ballroom? What There's ballroom? a ballroom. That's the one place they do, I mean, along with the Offices, etc., and the club shop. That's one place they that is off. Who's the art by, Sean? I don't know. I I, I remember Emma Emma Benton Hughes was uh, commissioned to buy the art by David Sutherland. Oh, commissioned to uh, buy the art. Oh, my, that sounds <laughs> what, like fucking. What do you mean? Fraud. He gave he gave her his credit card. <laughs> he said, yeah. "Yeah, it's a million quid. <laughs> Fill it with art." Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's filling art something else now, isn't he? Yeah. Oh. Dear, oh dear. I'll send you another picture if you want. No, you can't wait. Uh, Dodsy's got a question, and he says it's an intelligent one. Uh, why do you think football fans stop throwing toilet rolls at football matches? Uh, he uh, thinks that we should start doing it again because it's a lot safer than throwing bottles. That's true. Um, it's a good point. Well made. But, um, yeah. I don't, do you know what? I, and this is the thing. I don't know why all this... You know, I think it's gone too far now that you can't do things at a football game. You know, technically, the ticker tape welcome that Argentina got in 1978 would now be frowned upon in the Premier League. Yeah. And who didn't love a good old bog roll flying over? No the one's the allowed. Um, you're not allowed to take in rattles anymore or air horns or... Up oh, the Emmers. There you go. Up the Emmers. Yeah. I've took that to a few games. I've got it in. I man, I must admit, when I stood up and shook me rattle, everybody looked around, you know, you think, oh, all right. Join in, people. It was all, all the fun of the fell. Anyway. Uh, anyway, uh, Dodsey thinks uh, we'll be lucky to get more than four points out of Everton, Totscam, City and Villa. Um, even though City technically is a League Cup game, Dodd, so we won't be getting any points out of them. But I'll get you drift. Uh, do you think it's time we revert to Suchek pushing forward and Declan holding back? Yes or no? No. 
Uh, he wants a Super 6 update. I'll give you an update. I forgot to do it again. Uh, Me too. Shiny update, please, Len. Well, as far as entrance codes, that's that's uh, Nigel's department. Although I have released the footlong shiny this week. And I've put a nice little picture of Ginger Collins holding his own one. How about that? <laughs> what, his footlong? Yeah. Dear, oh dear. No wonder he was red. Um, Why did you see Ginger Collins? Why did I see him? Yeah. I think he's a great personality. He's a wonderful no, guy. All right. Why was he there at the event you were at? What do you mean, why was he there? Oh, I don't it know was what his the event, event was. It was an, <laughs> it an evening with Ginger Collins, wasn't it? It was an, e an evening with... I yeah. think he had to be there. <laughs> oh. was, it, yeah. was it well attended? Yeah, it was. He was a great guy. Did he reveal anything? Yeah, he did. Like? Well, the people at the, the event would know. Oh, come That's why on, you go to I mean, events. the whole reason you're on a podcast is no, the great reason. No, no, fuck off. I'm not here to fucking entertain other people. Bollocks. Why not? Yes, you are. That's the whole point. <laughs> no, I'm it's not. not about would, you, Len. I, it really is not about you, then. mate. You're in here to entertain people. <laughs> Give them a tip. <laughs> Give them a website. teaser. Tease no, them. He's, he's a great guy. Be indiscreet about something he said about, I don't know, a West Ham manager. No, go, West to the, go to the events. Oh, I'll tell you what he did. I, I, can, yeah, I will don't give you a tidbit. The, the club as a leaving gift gave him a picture frame that fell apart in a fortnight. And he said, that the sh he said the shiny was actually better than what the, the club gave him. Did you give him a shiny as a sort of... Uh... Or you got him to sign the shiny and then sort of cut him a deal on a sort of profit share? No. He What's just signed it. I did, he can have whatever he wants. Okay. He's my man, Ginger Collins. Is he? Yeah. Why was he looking a little bit flushed? I'm good at making friends. Why was he looking Even, a bit flushed after meeting you? Because he likes to drink because he's a human being like oh, me. Okay. F's and blinds. Does he? You know, when he gets angry, yeah. Yeah. And is when, he, I, when, is he and a when fan they're of tired. Karen Brady? And when they never mentioned that, he's got better things to do. And then, I mean, when he gets tired, like tonight, it don't, I don't say nothing. He's what being a human being's like. Did did he um talk? Did anyone ask him? Was a Q and A? Anyone ask him about um a testimonial or anything? Yeah, yeah. What did he say to that? Well, it's, it's not. He didn't have one. He might he might have a plan with someone Ooh. else, but that's not Ooh. my position to say. Ooh, ooh, teaser. Because he told me that in private. Oh, him and oh, did he? Uh, no, it Winston, might have been that. Winston Reed maybe having a combined. Oh, yeah. So you know about this, do you? I do. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Can't blame him. Yeah. He loves the fans, Sean. Yeah, I know he does. Actually, I know he does, and uh, you know, um, there's always two sides to the story, but I think they could have done it a slightly better way, right? Obviously, I know the, the club side of the story, but they could have done it a better way because he does love the club. Well, he, he deserves a bit more on the picture frame. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But he was paid quite a lot of money every single week to play for West Ham, and that, that's the way it is now in football, you know, as a business. Anyhow. Yeah, he's, he's not too rich to sort of be friendly with me. That's the important thing. 
Well, you're he's an important, important guy. Friendly. You're an important guy. Listen, you're a man of the people. Just remember that. He, yeah. he, Everybody he, loves well, him. until until you see Len's car and what he drives, and then you see, you know, slightly more than people a, can drive cars like that. Yeah. True. Yeah. People can drive uh, seventy-eight Skodas and. Uh, Listen, the East End used to be full of people that lived in council houses and had Rolls Royces parts outside, mate. Is that true? That is true. I, could, I remember once down my road, um, a few rollers. Well, and, I haven't uh, got a Rolls Royce, by the way, everybody. No. But Jaguars? I ain't got and, a Jaguar. And cars like Let me tell you a story. I saw it. Let's see if you know your cars, right? On Sunday, driving through East I was having uh, brunch at... Um, Coke. See, you just snobbed it right up there. No, I was having, having brunch. Having brunch. Having brunch. Having brunch. Can't say he's having a sandwich Fuck. somewhere. I was having brunch. And having brunch. I was What's having brunch? brunch? What is brunch? It's a late breakfast, but, but it's before breakfast lunch. breakfast then, isn't it? What did you have? Well, I had a sort of, you know, sort of, you know, some salmon and some, some eggs. Well, that ain't some... breakfast, is it? That's lunch then. Mm, it wasn't. It was brunch, right? And it was a special oh. brunch menu. Um, Ew, anyway, as I'm sorry, we don't do breakfast now. We've moved on to brunch. As I was sitting outside with the dog, right, Riley, if you remember, oh, along yeah. comes a Ferrari GTO 250. The Ferrari? And, and I don't know if, if you know your cars, the Ferrari GTO 250 is the most expensive car in the world. The last oh. one sold was for 38 point something million pounds. And if you want to impress, that's the car you need. I Go think on. Nick Mason from Pink Floyd wrote his off. Did he? Yeah, I'm sure it was. I I'm thought, pretty sure did it was. Chris Evans have one as well? And I think he sold it. Me might, yeah. I think he did. I've owned five Volkswagen Beetles. Yeah, not quite the same. No? All right. Yeah, no, he did. He had a 1963. Oh, no, he just had the GTO 1963. I think... No, he did have the 250. No, he he did. It's a beautiful car. Look it up. If you haven't seen it before, look up the uh, GTO um, 250. Very familiar with it. Oh, yeah. It's a little... Yeah. All right, well, Dodsy finishes with <laughs> Sean. He wants a diet update from you. Um. Yeah, it's well, been... Well, I take it you haven't give got a QR away, code update. Yeah, brunch. Is he fitting extra meals in? Well, That's how all the diet's going. Do, do you know what? It's, uh, you know, uh, it's been a bit of a tough few weeks, actually, you know, with work and everything else. And, you know, I've been north of the river. I've been in North London in Finchley. And it's it's hard to get healthy food in. Uh, has in it been a testing time for you, Sean? It has, actually. Has <laughs> a it? very testing time. <laughs> um but yeah, oh, I've, I've had to dear. like I've had to go on public transport with the general public. Recently, is it? Um, it's it's been tough. It's been tough. Oh, and there you go. Oh, the company we keep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next up, it's Maid Miriam. He says, "Old Trotsky here." Oh yeah. Uh, Interesting, after weeks of denial, the Stooge finally admitted to overcrowding in certain sections. Yeah. Uh, you had any response to his article from the official sources? No. They don't like him anymore anyway. Um, is there an update on the poor phone and internet signal at the rented stadium? Do you know what? That's a really good question. The internet is shit. It is yeah. really. And um, Yeah. 
I've been struggling, you know, after. It's a really good question because they sold this Wi-Fi 50, and it was really good, and then everyone started using it. It's now shit, and you can't yeah. get a mobile signal anymore. I preferred the old Wi-Fi we had, Sean. Yeah, yeah, the secret Wi-Fi, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was at the NF, it was a secret that all the people around me used yeah, to Yeah, I know, because you gave it to them. On. Well, why not? You know, I'm a man of the people as well. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was at the NFL game on Tottenham, of course it was, on Sunday. And even though there was a crowd of 65,000, he was able to use the Wi-Fi with no problem. It's, 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 a, it's, now, a, it's an important point that he's raising, so thanks for reminding me. He's, he's got a question. He says, recently he's been to see Peter Kay, John Bishop and Jack D. All were good. And so by question is other than the stooge who makes you laugh. Uh, and please don't be stereotyped and say Mickey Flanagan. Uh, there you go. Why can't I say Mickey Flanagan? Actually, well, he doesn't make me laugh because some of his stories are uh, like facts. Because we both come from Bethel Green. And he says people mm. say this and say that, which is kind of true. So I don't really find it funny. But that's why, yeah, but that's why he's like funny. I my Flan- Flanagan, I was doing this the other day and someone was like, actually baffled by what I was saying. Um, yeah, I get that all the time. But, yeah, but because and that's why Flanagan's funny because we've all been to and dealt with people um, that, that have struggled to understand me. I worked yeah. for a company based in Camberley and the people were Surrey people from down that area and some of the phone conversations I had with the secretaries, they were baffled out of their head when I was saying yeah, stuff. Oh, you're, you're lucky. I, I've been in Shoreditch and people don't know what I'm fucking saying. Yeah. So, you, know, you just you talk strange. Where did your accent from? Fucking yeah. 800 yards down the road, love. <laughs> yeah, well, sure. I think you'll find you're I'm, the one that fucking speaks funny. Yeah, Still, that's around. fucking oh, nice. Oh, isn't here it? we go. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. He's off. He's off. Oh, he's off. Well, well, well all fucking wankers drive down the fucking wrong side of the road. And so, one person driving, they're all driving the wrong way. So, Marion then goes on and says, Recently, I've been to see Peter Kay, John Bishop, and Jack D. All good. So, his question is, other than the stooge, who makes you laugh? And don't <laughs> say Mickey Flanagan. Who makes you laugh, Lynn? Mickey Flanagan. The reasons we went instead before we lost the connection. (laughs) Who else makes me laugh? Yeah. I'm not going through how people talk to me in Shoreditch again. No, please. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who else makes me laugh? I've always liked... um, Oh, his nose gone right out of my head. George Carlin. Do you know George Carlin? I think he's dead. Yeah, he is dead now. George Carlin. No, I don't know him. Mm. American guy. Of oh, the right. Americans. But, uh, you know, generally not British comics. But, um, yeah. Ricky Chavez. The Ted Lasso guy, Jason Sue. I forget what his name is. Sue Gillis or whatever his name is. Uh, and Jack Whitehall, like, like a bit of Jack Whitehall. Oh fuck off! Well, what's wrong fucking. with him? He's, he's not fucking funny. That's what's fucking wrong with him. He is funny. Oh yeah. fuck off! He is. He he's funny. about as funny as a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I mean, I, me as a kid, Billy Co- me as a kid, Tony Hancock, 
Um, oh yeah. I'm talking about talking. Past, are we going to be saying Tommy Cooper? No, you. Ah, oh, no, you're talking. Uh, Tommy Cooper was was, was hilarious. Um, but I suppose Billy Connolly. But stand-ups, I'll tell you the one thing I do, I must admit, I've the, probably one stand-up I've seen more than anyone happens to be Stephen Amos. Who, I haven't seen him for years. Yeah, he, he's still about doing stuff. He's not as big. He, he just I remember the first time I see him and he, and he did the old joke where he went to an, he went to an East End uh, comedy club and it was Jean Gleurs. Mm. And, and, you know, and he, and he obviously he's from Brixton and he said, is there any foreigners here? And someone at the back did shout out, yeah, you, mate. <laughs> and to be fair, he did take it really well. It was hilarious. Um, he then set about destroying the bloke all night. And uh, and, and he, he just, he was just, he, you know, he was just funny. He was. He, he tells a funny story about coon cheese in Australia, and you know, and stuff like that. But um, you know, in a supposed way, only a black comedian could probably, rightly so, get away with saying some of the stuff that he says. Is you know, it, but it is funny. Um, so yeah, Stephen Amos is probably the. And then I want you to watch Netflix and watch. Jack Whitehall with Travels with My Father. It's no, hilarious. Mate, no, they're not. They're not. No. His dad's or, a bit. Or just... Fresh Meat. Fresh Meat on Channel 4. No. no. So. You don't get it, do you? It's, it's, it's what do you mean you. I don't get it? Don't it's get beyond it. me. It is beyond you. It's a kind of sophisticated humour oh, you don't get. Oh, go fuck yourself, you. <laughs> The thing is, Mickey Flanagan is funny, and, and, you, and when you listen Not to fucking, him, you didn't even know fucking Canaletto was, you <laughs> asshole. You thought it was a he fucking restaurant. A can of beans. Sophisticated prick. <laughs> um, Flanagan, he, he's fun, there's the funniest thing about Flanagan was when you listen to him, he did a Channel 4 thing about year 10, 12 years ago, where, where he sits and talks with his mum and dad. And his mum talks to him about being down the fish market and she said to him, your problem with you, Mick, was you'd never nick anything. You know, and it was like hilarious to hear his mum saying that about him. Um, but it's because it's an East End way of life, isn't it? As such, he says, my mum will tell me off now. But still, How about Jim mum. Davison? Is he still alive? I've, I actually, I, I've Look watched him. where he's angling. Jim Davison, I'll tell you what, if you look on YouTube, he now drives around boats, he owns like Sunseeker boats, and you can watch him on YouTube, he's, he's uh, putting a bit of timber. And what do you think about his humour, Sean? I, I thought he was quite funny, in, in, in his time he was very funny. He runs his own TV programme now that you subscribe to, by the way, did you know mm. that? Yeah, I, I did, I heard about it. He runs a charity as well for ex-soldiers, I believe. Does he? Huh. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I watched him on YouTube uh, talking about his boat, which he's really passionate about, and I, I, I thought it was quite fascinating. It's not bad for a Woolwich boy. Meet the owner, Jim Davison, on YouTube. Cholton fan, oh, you know that. Didn't yeah. You? I didn't know that, no. Yeah, there you go. But, but you know, his humour was good at the time, right? He couldn't get away with it now. I know he's been banned from everywhere. In fact, I'm... No, but it's like um, Roy Chubby Brown. Now, I've seen Roy Chubby Brown... Three times, I think. The old Circus Tavern, they used to be great nights. Uh, so, and you know, he, you knew what you're getting. You knew he didn't go on telly for a certain reason. You knew what you were getting. And, and Sheffield Council have banned him from playing in there. 
We don't like that type of humour. Yeah. Well, that's no, what Jim Davis has been now. banned yeah, from Yeah, because it's working it? class and because you're a Labour council and you now sneer at the working classes. That's why you won't allow it. Sweats. I'm not sure Monty <laughs> Pine... Anyway, we digress. Chris Murphy says... Uh, no relation of mine. Uh, says, evening, Nigel, Len, J, George and John. As if they were here. Uh, and the bald's elf, he says. <laughs> I see you sending Mr. Gold pictures of stickers on lampposts. How many brownie points did he earn for that? Now, he loves could you, could you... Brown nose points. Could yeah. you verify... I can verify, yes. ...that I did not make these um, stickers and well, I did not put I them up? I can verify you didn't make it. Oh, can I? I mean, to be fair, Sean, if we look at our eye, it was put on the lamppost. It's about your height. Right, first of all... Do I go into the... Uh, you spotted it. You told me it was in Averley or wherever it, that is. Yes. I don't even know where well, Averley is. Averley's five minutes from where I Right. Is it likely <laughs> I would go to Averley? No. No. Yeah, so... No, it's not. The funny thing is, I remember, because it was when I saw one in the... That in picture the is Ockenham about a year phone. old, by the way. Yeah, I think I saw one in the South Ockenham phone box. Did I not send it to you? No, you refused to. I think I did, that's right. You know, and you think, so it's obviously someone from around now, and I don't know if they did it as a joke or, or whatever, but it weren't me. But I, I, you know, it was definitely around where I lived. But anyway. It has taken David Gold about a year to find it, but yeah. it is a picture of course, that... Claret and you had to make the start. Well, not Claret and you, me. I wrote about it. Because it was an international... Was it not on Claret and Hugh? It was, yeah. Oh, right then. I've risked my case, you honour. But I wrote it, just to be clear. It's nothing to be proud of. Sure. Gold thanks supporters for uh, uh, yeah. no, um, gold thanks for something for support or something. It's a great article. Next up is uh, which it, it's a thing. It's one of our it's one of our religious listeners. Uh, it's not it's Father Chris who we've not heard from for a while. So Father Chris, if you're listening, just drop us a line and tell he, us hello. He, we he listens. Miss you. He, he he sends me emails. Lovely man, yeah. Father Chris. Oh, right. Well, Sends me emails in time. He just doesn't want to do social media. I can't blame him. No, I don't blame him for that. But you can you can ping me a message, Father Chris. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's the Reverend Jonathan Lowe. A dearly beloved, he says. He's not got a question tonight, but this is quite funny, actually. Uh, but at the Brentford game, I thought the bloke sitting behind me in Block 2-1 boy had a voice remarkably similar to yours, Nigel. I was going to say something at half-time, but this person gave a rather unimpressive performance in the half-time quiz, so I assumed it couldn't be you. But after your comment last week's, perhaps it was. I'll see at the next game. Well, that is funny, because I do sit in block 214, you reverent. Uh, row 62, I sit. So if it is me, turn around and say hello. And let's face it, the quiz weren't that easy, was it? I mean, if you asked me who we beat in 1974, I could probably tell you. But if you asked me who we beat three weeks ago, I'd probably struggle. So yeah, me know. too. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guesswork involved in, in them. Um, he has got a question, Sean. He says, next time you're obnobbing with your VIP mates at the club, can you please get the Sunday kickoffs moved to three o'clock? Because he can't get there in time or two after leaving two church services in the mornings. Thanks for all the entertainment. Blessings, John. Well, well John, this is what I say. If there's a two o'clock kickoff, do your parishioners a favour. 
cut the sermon down. There you go. Have it on your toes early. It does make a difference, though, that extra out early, doesn't it? Oh, I didn't like it. I must admit, I, yeah, it, it, it was just one of them things, you know. I, I didn't want to get there. On a Sunday, it just feels funny. I'm not a Sunday afternoon drinker, if you get me drift. Saturday afternoon, not a problem. Sunday afternoon, more so. I did, obviously, partake in it, but it was just like a couple of hours, you know. And a quick one after. Well, well, you didn't come back to the social club like Sean. No, no, no. I didn't. I didn't you know, it was just farewell for like, you. I used to. Well, do you know what? After the way there, you know, well, the fact is, if I can't go there, if I'm not good enough to go there after the Tottenham game, then am I good enough to go there at all? Oh, Ooh. he's making a point. Isn't he? Do you want to elaborate on it a bit more, Sean? Protest. Well, I, I, I listen, the funny thing about this is when this was originally mooted to me that this was going to happen by someone I won't name, Stelios, don't worry, I won't drop you in it, um, that this is possibility going to happen, I turned around and said, uh, what do you mean? They're not going to let me in unless I buy a ticket, but, but I'm already a member. Why would I need to buy a ticket for something I'm already a member for? So basically... The West Ham Network, in association with the West Ham United Supporters Club, in association with Mark Wald Enterprises, or whatever it is he does, <laughs> uh, 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 are hosting an evening after the Tottenham game with Tony Gow and Mark Wald. Uh, and will be filmed by West Ham Network to be shown at a later date. To do that, you pay £20. I oh, know, I ticket. think it's live. Is it? Oh, I didn't know it was live. Well... Why would I pay oh, I 20 can't. quid? Can't I just sit downstairs then and just watch it on my phone? Yeah, exactly. There's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> so I can't see it being live. But anyway, but what I said to Stelios, who I won't name for obvious reasons, yeah, is true. why should I have to buy a ticket to be to a club I'm already a member of and paid membership for? Well, even though we've they're members. I think West Ham Network's members who pay a membership have to pay to watch it again not like well this is a thing you know and you think hold on a minute and then you know then I thought well look if it's you know if it's going to be held a couple of hours after the game so we can go back to the supporters club now what they're saying is so we always go upstairs at the supporters club yeah that's what I like the upstairs and what they're saying is you can go downstairs but what if I get downstairs and it's full well you will because you're the other side of the, exactly the stadium. Right. So I get back and downstairs is full because there's no upstairs now. It open. will be. So downstairs is full. I'm sorry, we're full. You can't come in. Well, then I'm going to think, well, hold up a minute. Is it full after a game though? I don't know. I've never been downstairs after well, a game. Yeah, but there'll be those that can't get in upstairs that now have to go downstairs. Yeah, but it I'm depends. Hypothetically speaking, Sean, well, it depends whether what Spurs do we do if it's not? full? What Why do does do it? If it's full? And we can't see the game either. I always like to watch the second game. Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem yeah. with going to football. You don't get to see football on telly. So, you know, the, it, it, the, the way for me that they've gone about it, and this is me personally, I'm awkward. I get that. You know, I think outside the box and think, well, hold up a minute. Is that, is that right on the members? I but don't still, think it is. 
the committee just I'll does what it point. wants, doesn't it? Should we yeah. start a protest? Should we picket the... Uh, well, we ain't had a protest for a reason. Well, we I think we are. You know, Len, if we form a committee of three, because we love a committee... Um, you can't form a committee of three, I don't think. Well, I... Um, obviously, I would have to be chairman. Um, Why is that obvious? Well, because I've got the leadership skills. You could be the... Oh, is that right? <laughs> you could be the creative director, Len. I think I might pass on that. Thanks. And and Nigel could be in charge of catering, like biomash, etc. Um, leadership skills. <laughs> You're the only employee out of all three of us. How much leadership you got? And I think we could, if you could design some placards, we could uh, picket the, uh, the Say event. no to Christmas. <laughs> hey, very good. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> He is a social media uh, person, oh, isn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm only joking, people. It's a joke before you start bleeding. Mm, fucking hell. Entertaining you. Don't. Anyway, yeah. Steve Lyons. It's old Cheeky. He's back. Uh, evening. Old, um, yeah, anyway. Blessings, says the Reverend. And it probably was me, John. But those questions were hard. Uh, Cheeky's back. He says, evening, gentlemen, and the doggy man. Hope you're all well. I you've got this reputation now, Sean. For the um, doggy man. Yeah, you're the doggy oh, man. Oh, my, my, um, my little doggy is, is, is really oh. cute, actually. Oh, is that, is that what you got? you got a little doggy of you? Yeah. Oh, is that... Mm, all right, no wonder Shereen's never at me. Um, I've been laid up with COVID for, oh dear, for the past couple of weeks, but he went Get back well, to work Steve. today, so he's been catching up with the pub. I hope you're all good, mate. We do hope you're all good. Yeah. Uh, he's honest enough to say he can't get excited about England games, even though Decky's playing where well, he didn't play against Andorra. Uh, they put the reserves out. Do you feel the same, or would you rather have the Premier League back? Premier League back. There you go. Uh, a tough away game for Everton this weekend. He's not feeling confident. We could nick something from there, and we'll be massively pleased if we can't even get a draw. Oh, if we can get a draw, sorry. Uh, his question is, would you risk resting Declan or Suchek and maybe starting Kroll? If the previous two keep playing, we're going to see him burnt out. Well, do you know what? It, it's interesting. I want to see Kroll and Suchek start, but I do agree that Suchek needs a rest, actually. Um, but I think Deck needs a rest. So it's a bit of a difficult one. Um, He's just had a rest. He didn't play against Andorra. <laughs> yeah, I know, but... You know what I'm saying. I think it's a difficult one. That you know, he seems to be getting cramped. Has he had enough of rest by not playing Andorra? Is there another England game? Hungary, probably. Yeah. Do you think even start? I've eaten the night? Do you think he start against Hungary? Yeah. Yeah. So he hasn't really had much of a rest, does he? Well, at the end of the day, once they beat Hungary, I think mm. I think that means we've won the group. Okay. If another result. Goes in us. I think if Albania don't win anything mm -hmm. and we beat Hungary, then we. I know we're not group. talking about internationals, but Yarmolenko scored again. Just saying. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Just nearly the top goal scorer for Ukraine behind who? Nigel Shevchenko. Yeah, you're right. No, oh, no, thank you. We, who can't score anymore because he's retired, honestly. Well, he's the manager. Is he now? So he can keep holding. Uh, see, I didn't even know that. Any other questions? 
did I didn't know that. So that that's a really good story. So he's he's within reach. I think he scored. Is it forty-three or forty-four? That's 44? a really good story. Oh fucking hell! I tell you, goodness gracious, mate. Listen, the thing is, Sean, you don't have really good stories, so that possibly is one for you. Well, I, I uh, if if he can score, I think he's got to score another five to beat. Um, yeah, I think he was sitting on. I think Shevchenko scored forty-eight. 40, was it forty-eight? Forty-eight. Was that I many? Think. So what's he on? Forty-one. Forty-four, I think. Oh, was he? Yeah. He's got a few more. I thought he was, last time I looked, he was about seven or eight behind him. I'm, I'm looking it up. I'm Googling. Uh, well, Cheeky then says, um, are we going to ever do propaganda again? You never know. Oh, yeah. Uh, you he, never know. And he says, as always, lads, thanks so much for the pod. He says it every week, but he loves it. All the best. Brady out! Yeah, 48. Uh, Shevchenko. Um, uh, Yarmolenko's on 43, so he's five behind. Five behind. 43. In how many games? Oh, 100, I think. 100 and something. It's not bad. Return rate. All right. He's played... Okay. No, I I was just wondering, because you think Lineker was 48 in 84, I think, for England. Bobby Charlton was 49 in 106. Yeah, yeah 43 in 103 games, Jarmolenko. Yeah, that's not bad. That's Bobby Charlton's. Yeah, Shevchenko scored 48 in 111. Of course, England's greatest ever goal scorer, Jimmy Greaves. 44, but I think in only 60. I'll, I'll, check, I'll, I'll check that out. Rooney got... I know Rooney beat the record, but he 53. did it. 53. Yeah, Jimmy Greaves, 44. Bobby Charlton, 49. Gary Lineker, 48. Yeah, but but, but but what did Greaves he get his 44 in? It was like 63 games. We'll have to look. That's what you got to look at. Rooney played about 110, didn't he? England games. Yeah, so yeah. Rooney was 120 to get his 53. There you go, uh, Bobby Charlton was 106 to get his 49. So, so said, yeah. Gary Lineker, 80 to get his 48. Ooh. Jimmy Greaves, you were almost right, 57 to get his 44. 57 games? He played yeah. less games than I thought. It was 60, yeah. yeah. And uh, Carrie Kane, 41 in 64 games. Well, that's pretty yeah, impressive, well. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No wonder he, tried, he was desperate to get on against Andorra. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. anyway, next up is it's uh, Alan Woody Woodhouse. Wookies, <laughs> sit. <laughs> uh, that's an old joke, there. Uh, evening, Nigel. He says, "There you go." Following the takeover at Newcastle and previous ones at Chelsea and Man City, is this something you'd welcome at West Ham? No, no. Uh, the success would be great, of course. But I'm not sure a squad lacking local British players who go out and win almost every week without drama would be half as interesting as what we go through year after year. Keep up the good work, both of you. There you go. Never mind, Sean. Um, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> I mean, would it... But don't you think it's boring? And this is the thing. Man City now, I think... I was talking with a Man City fan and he was sort of... Not... You know, he was like, 
he, he doesn't know where he sits now in regards to Man City because he was like about 60 and he, he was he, he, he was sort of saying he, it's almost like he was wishing they were back at Main Road and they were shit yeah yeah because it's become boring not boring but basically when you're winning every week you're disappointed now if you get a draw yeah and it, and it's a, it's and it a, must be boring winning every single week because then there's but no they don't joy win in it. every week, and that's the thing that he was saying. Because they don't win every week, though, they get annoyed, and you think it never used. They, we used to be ecstatic when we won a game, you know. So it's when when you get the level of success that they've had for the reason that they've had. I think it's it's um. I can always accept Man United's success because they do it being the biggest football club in the world at times. You know, they're in the top three of the biggest football clubs in the world. And they do it off of the back of that. They've not done it off of the back. You know, their owners have took out much more money than than they've ever put into the club. So... um, Where you look at, you know, the, the oil... Um, the oil money that's come into the Premier League and it, and it does lessen it. I mean, th- at the end of the day, I know you disagree. If by Cook they do bankroll Newcastle into being a regular top four team and winning titles, I'm sure the first time or the first two times that they do it, it'll be brilliant. But I think there's a reason why Pep Guardiola, you know, Pep has to come out and say to the Man City fans, can you please turn up? It's because I think some of them, maybe the old timers, have lost that little bit of love for it. You know, I wouldn't want West Ham to ever be like that. You know, I I don't know if that makes me different. I'm happy that we're shit, and I am. I I, I can I can live with it. It don't bother me if we ever win the title. I don't sit there and think, oh, I I, I hope West Ham in my lifetime can win the division. I don't. I don't give a monkey's. I hope they fucking win the FA Cup again. That's what I want. Yeah. I'll enough. take the League Cup, to be honest. And Europe, and even better. Yeah. But I don't, and, but it don't have to be the Champions League. I'd even win that Poxy Tottenham Cup that they're playing in. You know, that'll do me. We're going to win, uh, we're going to win the Europa Cup. Don't worry. Well, you know, we'll see. Anyway. Uh, next up on. is Ziggy Stardust. He says, We're getting Hello, there. Dave, me old mate. There you go. Who's got a lovely cockapoosh on. Has by he? the looks of it. Yeah. You have to tell us his name, Dave. There you go. I've got a cavapoosh on. Oh, well, you would have, wouldn't you? Uh, you couldn't just have a cockapoo like us normal people. No, you have to have something posher. Uh, he said posh. it was quite nice to have a week off of football and he don't bother to watch England and hope the boys are coming back aren't too knackered with him not well Crow won't be because he got subbed off anyway oh did he yeah there you go you pay attention Sean I Glad didn't watch that. I told you I didn't watch any no, of the no, no. you ain't got to watch it you can still look it up and see I, what I wrote happened. a story but I didn't actually I, I knew he's, they both started I didn't know he got subbed off well there you go given all the celebrations from Newcastle fans following the takeover do you think they will regret it in years to come? Well, we just answered this one. Would we want the super rich owners? No. Well, it's not do we want super rich owners. Do we want those super rich owners? And the answer is no to me. Well, no, I wouldn't want any super rich owners. Really? 
Yeah, I've done. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah no, no. So no, how, how about like that um, bloke, that Victor Dibbley? No, no, no. No, no, no. Yes. Um, I'm just trying to think of an Uber. Right. Okay, I've got it. Elon Musk. No. Right. A very Uber rich person. No. no. Or. Uh, um, what's his name? Bezos, who owns Amazon. So, super rich person, not controversial, right? Okay. One, one Jeff. South African. Jeff. So, Jeff, Bev. tell me, Jeff when Bev. was the first time you heard of West Ham? Uh, I'm a lifelong fan. Yeah, I fuck off. Watch oh, yeah. So, there you go. So, Does it's it matter, a no though? from me. Does Jeff. it, all right, all right. So does yes. it matter if I'm a lifelong fan? My criteria oh, is God, here we go. I want West Ham to be owned by West Ham owners, just not the Daves. Well, then you're not going to get that, are you, though? Well, they, what, are you telling me they're the richest two West Ham fans in the world? I think there's some of them. T- tell me who's got another West Ham billionaire. I don't know another West Ham billionaire. There's got to be some out there, isn't there? Are these really the two richest West Ham fans? That's what I'm get? saying. You need someone like Bezos, but it don't or need Elon to be the Musk. richest because because I, I don't I don't need owners to be putting their own wealth in. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like just, SpaceX and just you know, anyone Tesla to buy to, the, No, I couldn't give a money's um, about them. I can't afford a Tesla. I don't want to go to space. To to, to no. be for us, no, sponsor us, no, no. All oh, right. What's she not sure about? I said no. Hello. Yeah. Right. Next up, I don't know what's going on there. Sounds like Siri's chipping in, but she ain't asked a question on Facebook. She ain't getting Hello? answered. Hello. Hello. I'm still here. Shall I carry on? Can you hear me? Yeah. I why can. Not? Yeah. Why can't I hear them? You can, we can hear you. We can hear yeah, you. Yeah, we can hear you. We can, can sure not hear us. Hear you. All right, I can't spell you. Hello. Anyway. Hello, Shawnee Wolney. I can't can hear you. Can you hear me, Sean? <sighs> Hello. Hello, Sean. Hello. Something happened there. I lost you. So I just. I'll cut it out, don't worry. I'm so glad you got this new dongle. Yeah, I haven't got my normal one, and I... <laughs> anyway, yeah, no, it's working well. Yeah. Uh, evening chap says, Jeffrey L. Smith answers on a postcard to what we think the L stands for. Uh, evening chaps, he says, great podcast, but he was worried about poor old Len. Last couple of shows, he sounded very angry. You'll make yourself ill. Uh, Claret and Hugh report LLDC portfolios worth 200 grand. Do you think the Cubs should buy it a lot and West Hamify the old area? It's it's an interesting concept, to be honest. If Brady really believes in herself and the boys believe in themselves, you know, why not? Mm. Do, do, mm. do you think you can make success? You said you could make Someone could make a success of the part with the right background. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know what? And this is the thing where I art back to Sir John Hall, and this is the thing, if you remember what he did, is Sir John Hall wanted this super Geordie setup. And and they do it abroad, and there is thing where he went and I think he bought Gosport Rugby Club 
and changed its name to Newcastle. And then he went out and got um, whoever the kicker was, I've forgotten his name now, uh, and brought him in as the star player. And and, and he, what he did for Newcastle Football Club, he did to Newcastle Rugby Team as well. So with the copper box and what you got there, why not get in the basketball team and change its name to West Ham? So well, what West would you Ham. do with the orbit, though? What would I do with the orbit? Yeah. What does it do? It's still got the Elter Skelter down there. Elter Skelter. Well, um, you can Elter Skelter it. You can climb up it and you can upsell down. Well, why couldn't you... You could just about make it... You could... Do you know what that would be good for? We should do a live podcast from the orbit and charge people 20 quid to come in. And then what it'll do is it'll mean we can still get into the bar at the supporters club. (laughs) We could abseil. Right, we could abseil from the orbit down to <laughs> gate crash the uh, last drop. Yeah, we could, we could, you know, we could, we could, you know, we could charge people a fiver to buy raffle tickets to push you down the chute. Yeah, true, isn't it? Good story, bro. There you go. Someone may like, you know, loosen the bolts a bit. Yeah, but um. No, that, that, you know, you could do functions with the orbit. There's so much you can do with it. The thing with a viewing platform is, once you've been there once, you know what the view is, isn't it? Yeah. I've been there. You know? So I, I don't... Yeah. It's, it's all right up there. They let me in as a local as well. That's nice of them. Sean Cronin, evenings, gents. says, Brady out. Brady out. Uh, he wants to know where all the set-piece goals are gone. That's true. Good point. Well made. And should Kroll start in midfield against Gink? No. Oh, against Gink, yes. Gink, yes, I do believe that. Martin Rose Sports says, Evening all, he's enjoying discussion amongst you every week. Uh, do we make a profit from the midweek European games? Funny you should say that. Uh, yes. There you go. And, and the reason... I'm surprised at them prices. Well, when you say profit, right, so obviously you've got the gate money, but when you add in the facility fees... The man we were paid two million for the group stage, and then you get paid six hundred and ten thousand pounds for a win, and two hundred and something thousand euros for a draw. Um, it all adds up, um, plus the ticket revenue, plus the TV money. You know, uh, Europa League, even at the group stage, can be quite profitable. There's no money, by the way, just to go back to selling away tickets. We <laughs> there's no money selling away tickets. For the club, that is. No. Why would there be? Well, there's no money in selling away tickets full stop, even in the Premier League, as you probably know. It's not in their interest. I don't know if you know how it works, but it's not in the club's interest to take more allocation than they can sell because they have to make up the shortfall. No, it's not in the club's interest to have more fans there at all. You're right, Sean. Why would you have more of from your fans? From a financial... Why would you ever have I'm more fans in a, the stadium than I'm you could have? I'm just talking from a financial bit. If and you subscribe... If you, you subscribe... Wrong. If you subscribe to the thing that the 12th man makes a difference, a difference between, I don't know, 1,500 fans and 2,000, that extra 500 will get you a bit more support that will help you win the game. Fair enough. You have 500 happier, more happier fans. Be friendly, Sean. This is the old point. You know, 
Why is it so hard for people to be friendly these days, to do the right thing for the fans and whoever? Understand add, it. How would the club... Turnovers for show, right, profits for dough, club, but cash is king. Listen, how did the club really stop the GSB out movement and the Brady out movement? They can't. Such? Brady out. They can't. Well, no, actually, I beg to differ. They can't. They can. It's a perception can. you cannot change. It's not. No, no, no. It is a perception that can be changed. I don't agree. They just don't seem capable of doing it. I don't think... Because they've got the wrong people in the wrong departments doing the wrong things. Right, here we go, right? Let's say they get rid of Brady, right? Brady out. Right? Brady out. Let's say they they change the whole... They bring in a CEO. Yeah. The other two step away. Yeah. I think there's a percentage of the crowd will still say it's still Golden Sullivan. I'll never forgive them for moving from our home. Yeah. No, and but but what that does, see, there's one thing, see, I can never forgive them for moving the home and all the bullshit and everything that went with it, yeah? But if they got rid of Brady, brought in a proper football man, cleared up a load of the crap that, that, that sit at the top of departments that cause all this ticketing mess and media mess and everything else that was the laughing stock, yeah? If, if we do away with those idiots and brought proper people in that possibly are West Ham fans as well, or uh, have an understanding of, of what it is I think to be, being and don't support a rival football club, but fancy coming here because it, you know it's a wage, then... I think you're making it far too simple. And of course it's too, simple, Sean, because there is no practical. end of a queue. If you think there ain't people that could do a better job in the media I do. department, I just don't that think, West Ham fans that would actually do it. I just don't think it will change perceptions, though. So no, I, I but don't it disagree. Will. Do you know what? Because people will go, if they see the club is doing the right things more times than they're doing the wrong things, then the perception will dry up. The GSBR, you can see it, Sean, because the, it's nowhere near as big as it used to be. Yeah. Why is that? Because the club's on an upward trajectory. People yeah. quite happy with the way. Duh, 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 duh. So how yeah. do you really strangle that? And you, you don't do all Nigel. this ticketing mess. Nigel. You don't run Nigel. the media like it's a shit fest. Nigel. Yeah. I'm too fight, too tired to fight with you tonight. Right, there you go. Ed Hughes, with the talk of extra games and a biannual World Cup, how soon before the players start to strike? I don't think that's going to happen, no. Ed, to no. be fair. Nice and short, Sean's thankful. Next up is my new mate, Nick Killington. Oh, Nick. Uh, or Ronnie, as we like to call him. Uh, hello, everybody, peeps. He says, Nick from Claret and Booze here. Uh, it's a bit of a slow week, but what are we thinking about the latest rumour about Ariola? Well, to be honest, Nick, well, if you, uh, the only place I've heard this room is on Claret and Booze, funny enough, so there we go. But then again, it's near enough the only West Ham group I read now. What uh, is the, Claret and Booze? It's a Facebook group you're not allowed on. Why? Because I told them you're not allowed on it. Well, I'm going to try and infiltrate it then. Well, you try, oh, listen, I know you're bleeding other names, yeah. All of them? Well, <laughs> White and the other one. Tunny, yeah. So unless you've made more, we'll have a look. A bit have to be a bit strict with the uh, vetting, Nick. Are you an admin? No, I'm not an admin. Uh, but I'll keep my eye out. I'll check now and again just to make sure. Claret and booze, yeah. So anyway, uh, the story we are lining up is Sam Johnston on a free and releasing Areola. Any truth in this? 
Well, no, I thought they were the, the, the people who broke it, no? Well, I'm asking you, Sean. You heard that one? Sam Johnston? Well, it's an old story. Is it? Who's his, who's his agent? I don't it's know. Sam Johnston? Yeah. Is it, is it, um, what's his name? Well, you Curtis. tell me. I don't know. No. Come on. Well, ain't I don't know. It's the Sullivans, mate, isn't he? What's his name? I don't know. What is oh, his name? Oh, it's not Curtis. Oh, I've forgotten his name now. Don't drag it out of me. Is it Sam something? I don't no. know. Unique no. sports management. Yeah. It's him, isn't it? Who? Who's the one that always got his finger in West Ham? Oh, I don't Pass? know. Who are you talking about? I Barry Silkman? No, it ain't old Silky. Uh, who are you talking about? I don't know. Will Saltouse. Come on. Yeah. This is I mean, interesting. It was even getting for me. That's it. Will Saltouse. That's it. Yeah, is, is that his, his, his yeah, agent yeah. is Will Saltouse. Yeah. yeah. So it's probably true then, Nick. Uh, no, what, because... David Sullivan's taken a step back and, and obviously given to Rob Newman to take over, so it's probably not true. Yeah, there you go. Uh, have we got a, uh, an update on Declan Rice's transfer to Newcastle? No. Oh, well, anyway, he says he looks forward to listening to the show. Uh, next up is Dave Sexton's uh, son, Ted. Oh, it is. Uh, unfortunately, Lawrenson went for a win against Brentford. Has he got an axe to grind with us? Oh, he always. Do you know what? I don't think so. No, we've got an axe. Claret and you with a story every week. Exactly. Loro versus the West Ham fans is, is yeah. what I do. Yeah. Oh, is that why you ask us for the prediction? Yeah, did you not know that? No, I don't read that shit. <laughs> yeah. I, to be honest, I didn't know you did it for that reason. Did you not know that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, I write a story called Loro versus the fans' predictions. That's why I ask. Oh, I right. I've got a good reply for next week, then. Uh, that'll be good. What's with a spiteful old fucker on there who's always got a uh, extra grime with fans? Who's that? All the time. Who's that? I don't remember his name. Living in a democracy, unlike Saudi Arabia, we... we well, we, we should allow... fucking learn to respect other people's opinions, then, if we live in a, yeah, a no, democracy. I agree. Same old, same old, all the time. Boring fucker. I don't know. That, that could be so many people. Oh, fair what, enough. A writer or, or, or a reader? <laughs> oh. No, he's a writer, he writes. He just has a dig at fans all the time. Oh, it's Dave Lambert, it's got to be. No, it's not. No. No? No, it's not him. Oh, is it one of our bloggers? Oh, well, yeah, it's blind it's a Is it? Is he? No. Oh. Doesn't matter, move on. I know you mean. Uh, oh, yeah, it's that old boy, isn't it? Yeah. He, he used to be a journalist, I think. Did he? Oh, I think so, yeah. Fuck, he must have starved to death. Anyway, yeah, move on. Yeah. <laughs> I know the one you mean. Uh, Jason Backhouse, he of the uh, dodgy 1970s avatar. Evening, gents, he says. So after hearing rumours and following Nigel's advice about no alcohol and again, yeah, that was good advice, wasn't it? Uh, we headed to the Grove Pub in Old Stratford, followed by a fantastic curry at the Himalaya, uh, a small stroll further up the road. Uh, on entering the ground, we were shocked to see people standing around drinking pints. So I heard of the Ghent game. What's the official rule on alcohol at Europa Games? Well, it does seem that that used to be the rule, uh, but season. it's no longer the rule now. 
Yeah, this season alcohol is allowed. Yeah. But I was right, wasn't it, in the previous yeah, seasons? Yeah, last there season was, there was no alcohol. There was no alcohol. Games. Yeah, but they've changed some wine. But to be honest, the Grove is not a bad pub. Wouldn't we agree, J- uh, Lynn? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Lot, lot so we're away to Genk now, aren't we? No, yeah, we're but at home we will first. be home to Genk first, then we're away. It's oh, we're home, oh, we're home to Genk for how good I get to watch my telly again. Yeah. Um. How are we doing? I think that's oh, it. All right, yeah. Think, um, is it still rolling? Uh, predi- just checking. Pre- yeah, just, let me in just the meantime, while you're looking at that, predictions for Everton away then. Oh. I don't like predicting against Everton. Uh, one apiece. Okay. I'll take a little cheeky 1-0 away win. Yeah, we thought you might. Yeah, of course I would. Even though I forget to do Super 6. And Nigel, finally you. Okay, Ricky Burns. He says, do you get fed up seeing posts about how good or bad an ex-player is doing for another team? He's no. got no interest in how Aller is doing. Yeah, how me many neither, goals mate. he scored? As far as I'm concerned, if they're moved on, then so have I. Yeah. It's just I'll content. there, Rick. It's just content. Content. Can I say, it's great to have an Xboxer on the show. Yeah, Ricky Burns. What a what man. A fantastic. What a... Prediction, what a Nigel. Fighter he was. Prediction. Um, oh, Fury in the 11th. I think just... I think Wilder would just tire. Just tell me the Everton prediction. 2-2. Uh, okay. That's all the time we have tonight. I'm sure it's over two hours. There you go. We've finished break. the questions. We have? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, okay. I've been Sean. Uh, Len has been... Karma. You have? <laughs> Except for a little outburst. And <laughs> Nigel has been... Oh, I don't know. I've just a bit full from your Chinese. Come on, you irons. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Bye. Bobby Moore. More than just a podcast. Back next week with the Bucci boys, maybe. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.